Welcome to Have Hope, Will Travel. I'm your host, Katie Axelson. Hey, it is my birthday this week. If you want to pop over to katieaxelson.com and give me your email address, I'm going to send you a present for my birthday. I also wanted to let you know if my voice sounds a little off tonight. It's because the wildfires across the western part of the country and the southern part of Canada have blown a bunch of smog at my city here in Minneapolis, and our air quality has been in the unhealthy range for like several days. We're moving into very unhealthy. So even though my air conditioning's on, it smells like campfire everywhere. So that's what's going on. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably already heard this. Earlier this week, you know, before the smog um, set up camp here in town, I learned to play a new sport. Some of my friends were going to the park and I thought we were going to play tennis, but the park we were at only had pickleball courts. Thankfully, someone had an extra racket. And so I was like, yeah, I'll learn how to play. And someone was willing to teach me. And then they were like, hey, it's this person's first time too. And I was like, okay, great. And that made me feel a little better. Um, Being the reigning female tennis champ at work, I was like, this will probably be fine. Um, Actually, being the reigning female tennis champ doesn't really say much because I was the only female in the contest. But um, I almost beat the male champ, like the actual champ, except that we played sudden death. So he got a lucky shot. I will rematch as soon as it's safe to go outside again. So watch for it on Instagram at Katie Axelson. Anyway, racket sports usually come a little bit easier for me than other sports do. So I wasn't super stressed about this pickleball thing. And as my friend explained the rules, like you hit the wiffle ball back and forth a couple times. And then um, I just made my partner keep score. And I was mostly amused when the score sounded like area codes. (laughs) Because they were like, 612-952. Six five one. Just kidding. The score was never that close. We lost several times. But I wasn't keeping score to know how badly we lost, but it didn't really matter. I just knew I got some good shots. And I missed some good shots because the racket's a lot shorter than my tennis racket. And there was one time I went for an overhead, but I misjudged how a wiffle ball would move in comparison to a tennis ball and how a wooden paddle moves in comparison to a racket and needless to say I didn't make the shot but my opponent like breathed this sigh of relief and he's like I'm glad you missed that because it was going to be real nasty Mm -hmm. yeah it was so we were playing and then we finished the game we lost and then for the sake of fairness we traded partners and no one really wants to play with a beginner all night I get that I didn't want to play with her either but um Unless some tennis courts magically showed up, I was kind of stuck with her. So I lost the next couple games, but everyone was impressed because I was getting better and I held my own in three consecutive volleys sent straight at me. My judgment was getting better at which balls were actually out and I wasn't trying to do a full backhand every single shot. So my attention to scoring was improving and I was understanding the concepts. So we traded partners again. And this time the friend coordinating asked who hadn't been partnered together yet at all. And I jokingly said, I haven't been partnered with a winner yet. So they gave me the best player on the courts that day. And before our first serve, I turned to my partner and I said, I'm sorry, you're partnered with a loser. And what I meant was, I'm sorry, you're going to have to carry our team. I'm sorry, this is my first time. I'm sorry, I don't know how to score. I'm sorry, I probably won't score two points in a row. And I'm sorry if you're going to have to be reminding me of the rules periodically and we lose points because um, I didn't follow them. But that's not what came out. 
what came out was the word loser. Probably because I had just talked about winners and asking for a winner partner. And probably because, well, last week's podcast was entitled The Girl Named Loser. If you didn't go listen to it, you should go listen to it because I'm never going to tell that story without this story again. Because my partner, the best pickleball player on the courts with us that night, looked at me and said, not a loser, a beginner. We still lost. We played pickleball for almost two hours and I didn't win a single game. But you know what? As someone who had never played the sport before, I was actually pretty proud of myself because I had some great shots. And in pickleball, you can only score on your serve, which meant my great shots didn't really get us any points, but they did help move the game along. And I was talking to some coworkers about it. And one of my coworkers is a tennis player. And he said, switching between tennis and pickleball is actually really hard. And then another one's a pickleball player. And she said, you can always tell who the tennis players are. And I like to think it's because we pick up pickleball really easily and not because we're 10 miles away from the ball because we're used to having a longer racket. But it got me thinking, when's the last time I played a new sport? You know, like gym class, I played badminton in college only because it wasn't warm enough to be outside playing tennis. But like, I'm a tennis player. I don't really do other sports. Maybe it was the time I learned to surf. Um, I told that story last week. And then I realized that actually it was about a year before the pandemic. Some of my coworkers convinced me to take a spin class. For the record, I've spent a lot more time and money in spin class than I have playing pickleball. And I think I'm better at pickleball. But that's beside the point. (laughs) The morning after I played pickleball, my body knew that I had played a new sport. I was laying there in bed going, you got to get up. You got to get up and go work. You got to get up and go to work and you stand all day for work. Good luck. Yeah, I thought I had stretched, but apparently it wasn't enough. So mistake made, morning yoga resolved it. Oh, I guess I'm new to yoga too. And I'm new to all the workout apps that I use. I even actually considered joining a gym for the first time. I think I used the gym in college once. I think I had a cold. And I think I tried to run on an elliptical. I think it didn't go very well. I think it was all the levels of bad, and I kind of regretted it. And I don't think I ever went back. And now I kind of regret that I didn't take advantage of the free gym that I had. But while I was in college... I was also part of the honors program, so I did not have a lot of time to be exploring the gym that I did not know how to use. And as part of the honors program, we had a monthly event called Try Something Different. Yes, TSD night. We were college students. We thought it was funny. And on TSD night, we ate dinner at a different restaurant with cuisine that most people hadn't had before. So you've never tried Ethiopian food? TSD night. You found an Asian hate... Asian, Haitian, awesome Haitian, that's what I was trying to say, an awesome Haitian restaurant, TSD. But it wasn't always just food, like it could be other activities too, like you've never been curling before, TSD. So here's my question, when's the last time you tried something different? When's the last time you did something you've never done before? Something significant, like a new sport or getting takeout from an international restaurant, And you're like, yeah, but Katie, I'm not that adventurous. And I'm like, yeah, why are you listening to my podcast? But I'm glad you're here. Welcome. And it also means I get to push you outside your comfort zone a little bit. Thanks for listening. We're a whole eight minutes in and you haven't walked away yet. This is great. 
literally download Duolingo and try to learn a few words in a different language. Like, research why the Olympians from that country wear a different uniform. Why was the Tonga man so shiny? I actually have researched that, but that's we're not going to go there tonight. Um, what about the countries where the men and women can't touch? Like, how did they do the co-bearing of the flag? Like, is co-bearing even a word? Like, I don't, I don't know. It was interesting to watch. Trying something different doesn't have to be complicated. Or maybe it can be. You know who did something she's never done before this week? And I'm so proud of her for it. Simone Biles. She's considered the greatest gymnast of all time. She's won 36 Olympic medals in her career. 27 of them gold, five silver, four bronze. She's had four different moves in gymnastics named after her. She was going to have a fifth this week and then said she said enough is enough. And you've probably been following this story, but in case you haven't, during the team finals, she was already struggling. So she picked a less complicated vault move, got lost in the air, completed a different move than she had intended, barely making the landing. She stepped in the locker room with her doctor and came back and told the team to go on without her. Um, I've heard the audio clip of that conversation. It's actually really touching. She reminded them that they've been training for this and that they can do this without her and that they'll be fine. And she apologizes. And you could tell that they were stressed and concerned for her. And she said that she would be fine. Simone Biles wasn't injured, at least not physically. But she was mentally unwell. And if she'd stayed in that competition... She wasn't going to try anything risky. So her lower scores were actually going to drag her team down. So when she stepped aside, she let someone else stand in for her. And she stayed on the sidelines to cheer on her team. And in many ways, I can relate to Simone Biles. I'm not an Olympic athlete. I think we've already talked about that. But I faced the decision where I've had to choose if I was going to stand down or if I was going to persevere. Grad school was rough, and that's kind of the understatement of a lifetime. The best way I can describe it is that I was trying to ride a bike with a chain that had fallen off. People whose literal job was to keep me from going over the edge were the ones who pushed me off the edge. Situations that were supposed to be a place to heal did more damage. And by senior year, I'd kind of gotten used to everything I touched exploding, and I was working seven days a week with maybe one day off a month. Any deviation from my normal weekly schedule was taking off one job so I could work the other one. And my mentor was literally raised her voice yelling at me, telling me that I needed to quit something. And to be completely honest, it didn't feel like I could. Cutting back my course load or pausing my internship would delay graduation. Leaving my day job, I would lose my insurance and my primary income. It was a no-win situation. And to be completely honest, I didn't like her feedback. I also didn't like that she was yelling at me about it, but that's a different story. I didn't understand how quitting something was going to help me reach my goal. Because at that point, the only goal that I had was graduation. And so I took her feedback, and I prayed through it. And then I took it to two other authority figures in my life one of whom heard the two-hour version of my grad school story and told me I sounded like Job, another one who had helped me get out of a toxic situation and went above and beyond to make sure I was taken care of, both of whom, without knowing the other's response, said, no, don't quit. Keep going. For me, it was a do you rip the Band-Aid off fast 
and run towards graduation as fast as you can? Or do you postpone graduation and rip it off slowly? Because my goal was graduation, I persevered. When I was offered a full-time job immediately after graduation, I accepted, but told them I couldn't start for two weeks after graduation. For the record, two weeks off is not nearly enough to recover from three years of chainless bicycle riding. But it was enough for my mortgage broker to question my income and delay closing of my house. The choice to take care of ourselves will always cost us something. For me, it was a delayed closing date. For Simone, it was a gold medal. But I still got the house. And the U.S. women's gymnastics team are still coming home with a silver medal. The choice to try something different will always cost us something. There was no space for my pride on the pickleball court. Pickleball court. It cost me something. There's no guarantee you're going to like the international food that you've paid for. But that's the beauty of trying something different. You don't know until you've tried it. Honestly, trying something different is one of the fun things about traveling. Like when you normally drive a gray Corolla and the rental car guy offers you a yellow Fiat. Yes, please. I wasn't even outside of Atlanta yet when I realized the positive impact that yellow hood had on my mood. The trip was draining. I had already had a draining week. But that little car, that little yellow Fiat with Florida plates, lifted my mood every time I saw it. I called it the sunshine car. I got to try it out for size. As it turns out, it fits. I don't drive a yellow Fiat, but I painted my room yellow because of how it lifted my mood. I had no idea I liked yellow until the sunshine car. I like really bright yellow for the record. The pale yellow doesn't do anything for me. The brighter, the better. If what you're doing isn't working, you need to try something different. In high school English, my teacher gave us an assignment. It's actually a really great assignment, and I'm going to give it to you as well. We had an entire school year. I'm only going to give you two weeks, because that's when the next podcast episode comes out. The assignment was to have a significant first. It could be anything. Appropriate, of course. This is not an excuse to go compromise your morals. My Muslim friend wore a hijab for the first time. Someone else slept outside under the stars without a tent for the first time. I went on my first mission trip. Yeah, that was a game changer. If you're new here, I lived abroad as a missionary for a year. I wrote a book about it. It's called Jesus Shoes. You can find it on Amazon. If for some reason you dislike Amazon, let me know and we will find alternative ways to get it to you. Your significant first can be anything. Try a new international restaurant. Play a new sport. Call a counselor. Take a leave of absence. Put up and maintain a boundary. It's going to cost you something. But it's going to be a chance to try something different. Tag me on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing and how it goes. And know that I'm never going to ask you to do something that I'm not either already doing or doing alongside you. I played pickleball for the first time last week. There's already a date on the calendar for me to play again. I think I'm going to have to actually learn how to score this time. I hope they have as much grace on a second timer as they did on a first timer. But I'm also going to play tennis between now and then. So we'll see how it goes, switching back and forth between pickleball and tennis. I'll let you know on Instagram.
My friend, know that you matter. Know that your mental health matters. Know that your well-being matters. Know that your learning matters. Your growth matters, even if no one else can see it. If this podcast was helpful to you, I would love it if you would leave a review. Those things matter. It's how I get to move forward in my dreams. You get to move forward in yours as well. I don't know how rating my podcast moves your dreams forward, but it sounded nice, so we'll just pretend it's true. If we haven't connected yet, I'm at Katie Axelson on Instagram, Katie Axelson Writer on Facebook, and we will see you again in two weeks. Be blessed.